how much of a role does diet play in preventing cancer? What types of food should you eat if you're being treated for cancer? Welcome to the Nutrition Tidbits podcast. This is Gloria Sang, Editor-in-Chief for HealthCastle.com. Joining me today is Dr. David Servan-Schreiber, Professor of Psychiatry at the Pittsburgh School of Medicine and author of the book Anti-Cancer. He's here today to tell us how to prevent and fight cancer with food and nutrition. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Servan-Schreiber. Well, thanks for having me, Gloria. Now, I have a number one question that our readers often ask, soy and, and breast cancer. We often heard conflicting message about soy and breast cancer. Some say it's a good thing to treat and prevent cancer. Some say it's not. So tell us more about the scoop of soy and breast cancer. Well, th- we know that some phytochemicals contained in soy, like genistein, for example, uh, do bind to estrogen receptors, but they're much weaker stimulants of estrogen responses than natural estrogen. So overall, they tend to block natural estrogens from being active in the body. What we find in, in the studies is that uh, women who, as girls, were eating a lot of soy products are protected against breast cancer later on in life. We also, on average, find that uh, soy tends to protect women even at the adult age from the onset of breast cancer. However, that's what's more controversial is what do you do with women who already had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And there, the literature suggests that they probably, uh, soy is probably safe, but it's safest to not um, go beyond one glass of soy milk per day or one serving of uh, soy-based foods like tofu per day. Mm. What about uh, cancer, perhaps breast cancer patient who is actually undergoing cancer treatment? Should they also avoid soy for, for the moment? Well, this is where the data is the least clear. Um, I don't see any major reason why they should avoid it during the treatment. Unlike some other foods that contain a lot of antioxidants that might interfere with the treatment, soy does not. Um, so it probably is not a major problem. Mm-hmm, that's good to know. Now, um, the next question is also a very popular question. It's always a debate between green tea and black tea. What do you think about green tea and black tea? Are they uh, one more beneficial than the other in terms of preventing cancer? Well, there's no question that green tea contains a lot more polyphenols, including one called EGCG, epigallocatechin gallate 3 uh, which uh, turns out to really slow down the growth of new blood vessels, you know, the so-called angiogenesis process that is so critical to the development of cancer. So green tea is much richer in those compounds than, uh, than it's black tea. So for the, most of the studies for that reason, uh, you know, the studies in nature that have been published on this have all been done with uh, green tea. Wow. Now, so what's your rec- recommendation for the people who who are actually not drinking any green tea? How much should they drink per day? The benefit in terms of cancer prevention or as uh, an accompaniment to disease management is between four and eight cups of green tea per day. Wow, that's a lot of green tea. Well, not if you don't drink coffee. You know, if if you replace your coffee with green tea, you'll get roughly the same amount of caffeine if you eat eight cups. If you drink eight cups, then if you have uh, two to three cups of coffee. So it's about the same. It makes you go to the bathroom a lot, though, unfortunately. So <laughs> that helps. It reduces your blood pressure, but you spend much more time uh, going to the bathroom. That's so true. Now tell us more about spice and, and herbs. Any specific spice and herbs that jump out that you would love to mention? Yes, all the Mediterranean diet spices and herbs uh, have 
very significant anti-cancer activity. So that includes rosemary, thyme, oregano, mint, basil, uh, margarine, sage. All of these herbs contain uh, chemicals like carnosol that have been found in the lab to directly attack cancer cells. Uh, and they also have uh, antioxidants. So they, it's, it, it's probably not by chance that they're such a significant part of the Mediterranean diet. One of the spices that has recently been discovered to be perhaps the most potent natural anti-inflammatory that exists is the, uh, the turmeric, the yellow powder that makes up curry. Uh, turmeric contains a molecule called curcumin, which is so potent as an anti-inflammatory and even as an anti-cancer agent that it is now under investigation at the MD Anderson Cancer Center as a, a primary anti-cancer um, intervention. That's great news for the curry fan, including me. Um, now, what sort of, of the diet should I follow if I'm currently undergoing cancer treatments such as chemotherapy? Well, chemotherapy is trickier because, uh, you know, a lot of people get nauseous so, and, and they don't do so well with garlic and onions and, mm-hmm. and uh, cruciferous vegetables during chemo. Um, but if it's radiation therapy or if it's after surgery, then these, uh, these uh, would be the leading uh, anti-cancer agent, all the cruciferous family uh, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, and so on. And then the onion family, the onion, garlic, uh, and leeks, uh, chives, uh, and so on, are the most potent. It's not the easiest thing to eat during chemotherapy. Um, but uh, And you also have to be careful that some chemotherapies are uh, oxidizing agents. This is how they work. So you don't want to load up on antioxidants when the purpose of the treatment is to oxidize the cells. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Now, uh, tell us more about your book. Other than food and nutrition information, what other information will we find? Well, this is the book I wrote when, uh, after having cancer myself. 16 years ago, I, uh, I diagnosed brain cancer in my own lab while doing MRI research. And uh, when I relapsed after another six years after getting conventional treatment, I realized I had to hit the books and find everything I could to help myself. So uh, I put together in this book everything I wish I had known so as to not get cancer, and then everything I wish I had with me during the journey. It includes not only nutrition, but also exercise, the kind of um, ways of managing stress better, as well as all the contaminants in our environment that we need to learn to avoid. Great information. And for our readers, Dr. Servan Stryper also has a website, anticancerbook.com. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Servan Stryper. Thanks for having me. We've been talking to Dr. David Servan Stryper, author of Anti-Cancer. For more healthy eating tidbits and information about this show, go to healthcastle.com.